Yes. If you're like me, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film America's 3,478th most popular podcast. I mean, who is it nowadays? Everyone's jumping aboard the T-Poff train. But only real fans, hardcore fans of the podcast that have been with us since day one would know two undeniable facts about the both of us. Two absolutely really real and not made up on the fact made up on the spot facts about America's hottest will they or won't they couple Bunny and Steve. What did you just mouth to me quietly? No. Uh, First and foremost, Bunny is the fact that you are a celebrated voiceover actor who has voiced some of the world's most famous cartoon characters of all time. So Bunny, if you would do us the honor Could you please give us just a taste of some of your iconic characters? Um, Well, a lot of people know that Suffer and Suck a Test. That's that's one of mine. That's one of mine. Motherfucking Mel Blank. Don't even start with Mel Blank to me. Okay? Um, My famous, my most impressive comic character voice the pink panther yeah. the pink panther yes See, i just yes, did it right yes. there i it just is. did it right there how awesome was that uh yeah uh i i i could do a pretty good elmer yeah, was- Flood. but only if i'm singing like a bruce yeah. springsteen song or something like that You know? Yeah. Wow, we're still getting black. Yeah. That's weird. I really liked your leghorn. Oh, he cut out. There? Yes, I am. Are you? Oh, socks! Are you there? You got I me? I am here. We good? Okay. We're good. Can you hear we me? sound good. Okay. I can you can hear, hear me? We're good? Okay. We're good. Okay, good. I'm, I'm going to plow ahead. I'm going to okay. plow through. Okay. Uh, the second fact that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do at this part of the show is find a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, and reword it via my own unique, bizarre storytelling style. And that's what this segment is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Dun, dun. Okay, so we're good. You can hear me. The sound is fine. Wow. Yeah, but that was an awesome dramatic pause. Yeah, that was crazy. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so we're good. Okay. 
or shaft, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name shaft. It's short, sure, but it's got a lot to say. It's the vine of podcast segments. I'm in me mom's car. Vroom, vroom. Get out of my car. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, today on the old Shappity Shap Shap, we will be discussing the band Queen, an unpopular opinion, why they were fucking racist. Okay. I say that's an unpopular opinion because this is what happens in society. Uh, a musician does bad stuff, controversial stuff, bizarre stuff, strange stuff, sometimes horrible stuff. And while they're alive, there's discussion and debate. Oh, look at that. Michael Jackson is having sleepovers with little kids. Sure, he's not molesting them, but he's still having sleepovers with six-year-olds. Yeah. And everyone's like, hey, he's not molesting them. The kids are sleeping on the bed and he's sleeping on the floor, which is perfectly fine for a 49 nine-year-old to have a sleepover with strange children. That's fine! There's molestation. Like, okay, that's still fucking weird. And he's dangling his baby from a hotel balcony, and he's living with his kids. He paid a random woman to give birth to. He's living with his kids in the tiny Persian Gulf Kingdom of Bahrain. And one of the kids, he named Blanket. Yeah. Blanket. Yes. Blanket Jackson. Yes. Who names their kid Blanket? Uh-huh. What the hell? Okay, so that's weird. Michael Jackson was weird. He was a weirdo. But the moment oh, he was a, dies, as long as he was a weirdo. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's back up though. As long as this, he he was a weirdo, I yes. was fine with him when he had bubbles to chimp and he was trying to buy the elephant man's bones. And when there were rumors that he was sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber. I am fine with that. You go, boy. Then it took the weird turn. Yeah. You know? And like... Yeah, Yeah. things go. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, it's time to... No, fuck him. I'm kind of done here. But then uh, 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 a musician dies and immediately they become saints and all the things that they've done in the past have all been forgotten. So would forbid you say anything bad about Michael Jackson now or else you'll be assaulted for daring to besmirch the name of St. Michael of Jackson. Yes. And I love David Bowie, and I love David Bowie's music, but heaven forbid you bring up David Bowie raping a 15-year-old or John Lennon's well-documented history of beating women. Yeah. Imagine all the black eyes. Yeah. Lennon was the first. (laughs) You also loved to use the N-word. Yeah. So you were kind of a fuck bitch. So, and also, 
and so the band Queen, and specifically its frontman Freddie Mercury, were recently canonized uh, in the film Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Which I'm sorry should have been rated R. I was very clear about this on the podcast. Uh, the yes. members of Queen were uh, the studio was like, well, this needs to be a rated R film because it's about Freddie Mercury and about how he was gay and about how he got AIDS. And uh, so this is going to be an R rated movie. Meanwhile, the living members of Queen were like, Queen's music is for all people of all ages, which is why this movie should be rated G. Oh. Like, oh no! Fuck all of you. If Freddie Mercury was here, he would want the film about his life be rated triple X. You motherfuckers. Right? Yeah. It might be for all ages, but Freddie Mercury's life is not. Yeah, Freddie Mercury's life was not for all ages, and it is upsetting to me that they made a movie about the life of Freddie Mercury, and it was PG thirteen. Yes. Fuck all of that. Okay, so here's the story. And uh, in order to do the story right, in order to talk about Queen and how unpopular opinion, they were kind of fucking racist, we need to start the story in a really odd place. South African apartheid! Okay. This is a heavy, this is a heavy chap. We're getting serious all up in here. In 1914, a new political party started in South Africa called the National Party, also sometimes called the Nationalist Party. In 1948, they gained power and they quickly enact two major policies. Oh, did I forget to mention the National Party was all white? So um, they quickly enacted two policies in 1948. Number one. The British claimed South Africa as their own since forever. And the first thing the Nationalist Party did was uh, several ties to England. Hey, this is our land, not England's land. It's kind of ridiculous that it's almost 1950 and British is still like, "Uh, you're all mine, black people. You're all English. So uh, they cut all ties with England. Number one. And number two, they started a a series of severe segregation laws known as apartheid, which translates to separateness. It was a series of laws that punished blacks and favored whites. Basically, this is apartheid. Imagine a small racist town in the middle of the forest in Arkansas. It's the 1950s. There's whites-only restaurants, whites-only businesses. There's a pool. Blacks aren't allowed. Only whites. And everything favors white people, and everything punishes black people, and there's a crooked police force who have no qualms about arresting and beating up innocent people of color and throwing them in jail indefinitely for no reason whatsoever. Can you imagine this, Bunny? Yes, yes. This fictional small town. Okay. Now, instead of a small town, imagine it's a big town. Huh? A fictional small town, yes. Okay. Now imagine that that's a huge town. Now imagine it's an entire state, and now imagine it's an entire nation. That is South African apartheid. Yes. 
And in the 80s and 90s, musicians banded together to call for an end to apartheid. And that's great. And, uh, oh, oh, look at you singing songs about how everyone needs to be equal. Yes, that's great. Uh, I would like to know where those musicians were in the 70s and 60s and 50s. But, hey, you finally got there in the late 80s. Good for you. Yes. Sure, you spent the 50s and 60s and 70s completely silent to the punishment of blacks in South Africa, but hey, you finally got there when MTV existed. Good for all and, of and, you. I bet and all the opposition though. had to do was keep fighting for, well, okay, is this guy really black? Yes. This is where you get a big gradation. Yeah. You know? Okay, so so that's South African apartheid. Which is just fucking weird. Just like a weird thing to develop. Yeah, it's weird. That brings us to Sun City. A name for both the suburb of Phoenix, Arizona, where all old white people go to die. Yeah. And the Las Vegas of South Africa. Sun City was a massive, huge, expansive resort and casino opened in the northwest corner of South Africa in 1979. In South Africa, gambling was illegal. Strippers were illegal. Being topless was illegal. Uh, Drinking alcohol was reserved for. There were all these things that were illegal in South Africa, but they were absolutely fine in Sun City, in this one resort city, this one resort town, uh, everything goes in Sun City. So Sun City became the place for rich and powerful white, rich, white Africaners to gamble and drink and party. No blacks allowed, obviously. Sun City was a whites-only hedonistic playground. And so the business people who ran Sun City, they started attracting big-name musical acts to come and perform in Sun City to play music for rich, racist white people who exist solely because of apartheid. So... So all of these uh, rich, famous uh, musicians are accepting uh, blood money to go and perform in Sun City. And this is too much for the United Nations, okay? The United Nations is like, okay, um, uh, hey, we're the United Nations. Sun City, that's horrible. You, You guys know that, right? Uh, apartheid is bad, Sun City is bad, and no musicians in like England and Canada and the United States should be traveling to Sun City to accept money to perform concerts there. You're basically promoting apartheid by going to Sun City. So, uh, um, We didn't want to do this, but you fucking douchebag musicians made us do this. So, okay, the United Nations is officially instituting a cultural boycott on Sun City. No musicians are allowed to go to fucking Sun City anymore, okay? Because, (laughs) hey, 
musicians. Hey, musicians, apartheid is fucked up. And by playing in Sun City, you're pretty much supporting racism, okay? So none of you are allowed to go and perform in Sun City until South Africa ends fucking apartheid, okay? So saith the United Nations or whatever the fuck, none of you go to Sun City anymore. You are accepting blood money from rich and powerful fucking white people to go and entertain them. That's horrible. No one is allowed anymore to go there. Now, Sun City is up a creek without a paddle because now the United Nations have banned all musical acts from going to Sun City. Okay? So, uh, So this is what they do. The CEO of Sun City, the guy who created Sun City, he uh, he makes an announcement. He's like, hello, my name is Sol Kersner. I'm the man who built Sun City. As you no doubt know, the United Nations has, uh, it's, like the, it's like the 80s. It's like the 80s. And the United Nations has ban- have banned all musicians from playing in Sun City. So we are responding. And this is our response. If you're a big time musician and you agree to break the UN's ban, cultural ban on Sun City, and you come to Sun City and you play here, we will double your paycheck. No, we will triple your paycheck. Fuck that. We will quadruple your pay. We will make you rich beyond your wildest dreams. All you have to do is travel to South Africa, break the United Nations band, and play for all of the rich white assholes here. That's all you have to do, and we will make you rich beyond your wildest fucking dreams. All you have to do is look the other way to black genocide, come here and perform for the most racist people on the planet. If you do that, we will give you all of the fucking money in the world. It's it's so Dr. Evil, the way it's coming out. Yeah. It just yeah. sounds really Dr. Like, Dr. Vornoff yeah. would have no problem with this. <laughs> Yeah. He's an evil so it shouldn't come as a surprise. Yeah, it should come as no p- surprise to any of you. A lot of big names went and performed at Sun City. Yes. Uh, I've got a list Uh-oh. of horrible assholes who went and performed at Sun City, breaking the United Nations uh, cultural boycott on Sun City. These performers included, but are not limited to, Cher, Rod Stewart, Liza Minnelli, Paul Anka, Elton John, Frank Sinatra, the fucking Beach Boys. And we'll have fun, 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 long as there are no black people around. (laughs) Now... None of the names on that list, I think, should be surprising because these are all musicians who have benefited from white superiority. It's not like Beach Boys had a ton of black fans. Yeah. And uh, I know that I, I know that Cher isn't 100% white, but I feel that her fan base is, is very much white. What I'm saying is, I'm assuming Cher didn't perform half-breed. Yeah. At her Sun City concert. Yeah. Call me crazy. It's a bit of a hunch. 
So, uh, but Queen was different. Freddie Mercury came out and said, we will never play in Sun City because we are a notoriously left-leaning liberal band that fights causes and does a lot to help people in need. And we refuse to take blood money to play at a pro-apartheid casino. We realize that is wrong. Just kidding. We're doing a shit ton of Sun City shows. Cher went to Sun City. She did one show. She came back home and then she donated a bunch of money to like causes because it's like, hey, 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 yes, I played Sun City, but I'm not a horrible person. Look, I'm giving money to uh, ghetto children, whatever the fuck. I'm also trying to help. Look, I'm giving a portion of my proceeds to uh, causes. And uh, Elton John is like, okay, yes, I accepted a ton of money to play at Sun City. But now that I'm back here, look, I'm giving money to these causes. I'm giving money to all these people. Queen just said, fuck it. We're playing for a week. (laughs) Two weeks. We're doing a whole series of shows in Sun City. It's so... In 1984, Queen did a ton of shows in Sun City. Queen, a band that would later play Live Aid. Yeah. And premiere a brand new song at Live Aid. And the song was called, Is This the World We Created? And it was all about the evils and ills of the world and how we need to all come together as one. But I'm assuming that one of those ills was not apartheid. (laughs) And it's like, we must all come together as brothers, maybe not blacks. Because, uh, oh man, we're billionaires now because we went to Sun City and we played a ton of shows there. In 2000, and, f- and then in 2005, Brian May had the audacity to perform at a Nelson Mandela tribute concert. Oh. Oh, fuck you, sir. Brian May, may I say, fuck right off. Wow. No, absolutely not. Queen was attacked in the British press. They were fined by the British Musicians Union and Queen themselves were blacklisted by the United Nations and continued to be blacklisted until apartheid ended. Queen defended themselves, saying that they were a non-political band who would play to anybody who would want to come and listen. And then the bassist, whose name doesn't matter because he's a bassist, said, quote, basically, we want to play to wherever fans want to see us, which is just absolutely the worst. Yeah. But to be fair, remember when Woody Guthrie played Berlin in 1942? And Woody Guthrie said, look, I know the Nazis are bad, but a lot of my fans are in Germany, and I'll just play to wherever fans want to see me. No, fuck off, Queen. (laughs) Right the fuck off. When Queen sings their song, One Vision... And they dream of a united globe of humans working together. Maybe ask yourself if Freddie Mercury is singing to everyone or just the white people. Yeah. Because they played a lot of shows at Sun City. And I know that uh, Freddie Mercury is dead. 
and that now uh, Queen is the absolute 100% most perfect band in the history of mankind and no one's allowed to uh, make fun of it. But uh, we need to have a serious conversation about Queen and their uh, Sun City performances. Yes. We, the society need to come to terms with all of that. And that's our chat for this week. I loved it. That like, was good. I that, like that, the idea of here's Queen. It's one of the biggest bands in the world. No one's allowed to make fun of it. But hey, guess what? They they supported segregation. They indirectly supported segregation. Yeah. And we all need to talk about that. We all yeah. seriously had need to have a conversation. And the story just went all over, and that's that's always a good chap. Yeah, yeah. It's a real good chap. Liked we it. went from Queen to South Africa to the United Nations to the Beach Boys back to Queen again. Who names their kid Blanket? Yes. Oh, oh, I am so upset. Hey, honey. Hey, honey. Hey, honey. I'll wait until the break. I'll wait until the break. I'll wait until the break. Uh, I don't know where Eleanor is, which usually means. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. So, so yeah, that's Shab for this week. Next week, I am so excited to bring you the story of the old timey Wild West bandit and outlaw who also uh, became very close with Lee Majors. Okay. I've been telling everyone in the family about this story. This story is insane and it landed on my lap like all good chaps. But next week, we will be talking about the Wild West Bandit from old-timey Wild West who also worked with Lee Majors. Wow. Okay, cool. And I am so excited to tell this story. But that's next week. Join us next week for more educationally uneducational fun with Sims Historic Approximations. And cut on that.